Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of Weekly Pop. My name is Emma Sasek, and I'm the editor-in-chief here at The Vidette, and I'm joined here with... Kevin Schwaller, one of the news editors at The Vidette. And so, I am sad to say this is actually our last podcast of the year. This is the winter finale that we've been talking about. <laughs> we will be back for season two, or se- the l- last half of season one in the spring. And but So, we wanted to do a recap of our favorite things that happen in entertainment, whether it be songs, TV shows, movies, performances, whatever it would be. Um, but first, there's some breaking news. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild Award nominations came out Wednesday. And so we're just going to do a super quick recap on those, you know, our thoughts on them. Emma, what are your thoughts on them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Golden Globes really disappointed me. SAG Awards continue to disappoint me. But it's a pretty much the, pretty much the same list that we saw from Golden Globes. I'm very happy to see Daniel Kalua from Get yes. Out get nominated. I see alumna Laurie Metcalf okay. for Lady Bird, but we kind of expected those. I am, yes. And uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, the SAG Awards, don't do a best picture. They do best ensemble, best cast in a motion picture. And those nominations are The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Mudbound, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And we are stoked about Get Out and The Big Sick being in that because Golden Globes basically almost shut them out entirely. Well, they yeah. did with The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. But I did not expect Get Out at all. So this is a giant curveball, and I'm here for every second of it. Absolutely. But we are also mad about No Beauty and the Beast and No Tiffany Haddish. Nope. And that's all we're going to say about that. So thanks, yeah. thanks, SAG Awards. On to something more therapeutic, that's our right. top 10. Um, let's, what do you want to do? Start with TV or songs? We'll start off with TV. Pretty much while we started doing this list, uh, we realized how absolutely difficult this was mm-hmm. because it was a year of amazing stuff in entertainment it's hard to boil it down to five or ten mm-hmm. things yes it is but we did it we did <laughs> so for my top five shows of the year number five i would say it's american horror story i was really surprised with how they did the cult aspect with this show mm-hmm. um i was very happy that they started off really slow so i was kind of I kind of thought, okay, it's going to be another poor season, but it like it dr- changed drastically. Evan Peters did a phenomenal job as this cult leader. He earned the Critics' Choice nom for it, and rightfully so. So I'm very happy with that. My number four would be Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I finally binge watched the entire show over the summer, sometimes at work, which probably wasn't the best decision, but I got my work done and I got a little love from them. <laughs> and I didn't think it was its strongest season either but i just love charlie and d and dennis and mac and everybody on that show number three i would say is v again it wasn't its most strongest season but it was interesting to see now that selena wasn't really involved in the white house in any way like what she was doing during her time out of office and she won her sixth consecutive Mm. emmy award too so this woman is phenomenal number two is stranger things I absolutely love everything that has to do with Steve Harrington and Nancy. Um, I loved, I really love learning more about the kids this year. Um, I thought they were each m- developed too, which I don't think we really got to see in season one. I didn't care too much about the kids mm-hmm. in season one, and they were the entire show. But this year, I started caring a little bit more. And then my top show of the year has to be Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. If Once you have a cast that consists of Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Laura Dern, Alexander Skarsgård, 
everybody else on that show. It is going to be a hit. I thought everybody did a phenomenal job. Their performances were so standout and they are continuing to be nominated in both the Golden Globes and SAGs. They've won Emmy Awards, Critics' Choice, whatever it may be. They are all just amazing. So that is my TV roundup. All right. My, uh, yeah, my, it's pretty much pretty similar. <laughs> my number five is Stranger Things. Again, season two is a lot better than season one, in my opinion. Uh, the pacing was a lot quicker. The plots were a lot deeper. You know, the developing was better for the characters. I liked everything just a lot more than season one. I still enjoyed season one. Uh, my number four, American Horror Story Cult. I have not been a fan of American Horror Story for like eight years now. <laughs> um, but, and Cult started off very poorly. And the ending was extremely predictable, but I did love the halfway through and like enough to actually make it one of my favorite seasons. And Evan did amazing, Sarah, Billy Lord, the dish, the cast, this new cast was awesome. And I hope a lot of them come back in the future. My number three was The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, everyone's talking about it. It was one of the biggest shows of the, of, I would say the, of the Emmys, which it was, of 2017. Elizabeth Moss was amazing. The entire show is so dark and messed up. And my roommate and I binged it. And even though he didn't know what it was, he didn't know anything about it. He didn't hear, hear of it. But I'm like, it's nominated for every word known to man. Nobody's talking about the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, so uh, we binged it. He got his parents to watch it. Like everyone, I love The Handmaid's Tale. Number two is Game of Thrones. I thought there's season. This is the seventh season. I thought it was its best season. A lot of people weren't really happy with it, but I thought, I mean, they only had seven episodes, so they really didn't have time to do nothing for a little bit because it, it's known for being a slow burner. And this season was rapid. Like, things happen, things happen, things happen, and they didn't really kill off anyone major because they're saving them all for next season, which is the finale, or the final season, but that won't air till 2019, so I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and my number one is Big Little Lies. I mean, you really cannot go wrong with that show. Every single moment, every single millisecond of that show is actual perfection. <laughs> Everybody loves Big Little Lies, as they should, and every time they get a new nomination slash new win, they couldn't deserve it more. So I'm super happy with that. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my TV. Do you want to go into songs? Yes. So this one, again, it was very hard. There's so yeah. many songs that came out this year <laughs> that you don't know how to round them up. Right. But I, for number five, I really like New Rules by Dua Lipa. Lipa. Lipa We're Lipa. still not sure how to pronounce we this girl's this, name. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said her name out loud before. <laughs> no, I, I certainly haven't. But I love the music video. It's mm-hmm. visually beautiful. I love the song. It's audibly beautiful. <laughs> number four, I have As Fetish from Selena Gomez. Who? What's the artist that's featured with her? Gucci Mane. Gu- that's right. I forgot. But it's one of my favorite songs from her in recent years. I really like this one. It's so different from what I'm used to from her. So it really stood out to me. Number three and number two are from Harry Styles' debut album. Mm. Goodness. Uh, I have Sweet Creature and Sign of the Times, and they're both very different. Um, Sweet Creature is a lot more romantic and just like expressing your feelings to someone that means so much to you, whereas Sign of the Times, it's about, it's mostly about like endings and how, yeah, you're feeling very sad about it, but like it's just a sign of the times. Things are going to be better later on. And then number one, don't, it's not in your traditional sense of like, oh, this is, this is a song on the radio, but I love Evermore from <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Yes, you do. Yes, and we do. Yes, we do. And I'm just waiting for its Oscar nominations to come in the mail in January. <laughs> Absolutely. Since it missed the Golden Globes. Mm. Uh-huh. But Critics' Choice didn't miss it. No, no, they did not. So my number five is Mi Hente by 
J Balvin, Willie Williams, and Beyonce. Uh, it's originally their song, and then Beyonce, well, Blue Ivy loved it so much that Beyonce was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll jump on for a remix. <laughs> but um, so on all the proceeds, most of the proceeds went to Puerto Rico, and that song's a bop. And I love, I will listen to that song for years to come, and it's just the best, and it's way better than the Despacito. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My number four is Slide by Calvin Harris, featuring Frank Ocean and Migos. I mean, that song came out back in probably April, and I just knew it would be a big song of the summer, and I the album's great, but that song deserved to be the lead single, and I was just listening to it on repeat three days ago. My number three is New Rules. I mean, that song changed the game for everyone. I mean, it's such a good song, and we love her rules, and you have to follow the rules. My number two is Praying by Kesha. I will, I'm always over the moon for Kesha. So happy about her comeback, her Grammy nominations. She got one for Praying, another for her album Rainbow. That's what she deserves. Yes, I love listening to it on repeat and getting very sad, but it's such a good song when the chorus comes in, when the drums come in, you're just like, yes! <laughs> and then my number one, well, I don't know if it's my number one of the year, but just, you know, on our list. It Ain't Me by Selena Gomez and Kygo. It came out way back in February. I have listened to it on repeat since February. <laughs> um, it's It was such a big song this year, one of the biggest selling songs. The music video is great. Selena sounds amazing. It's so catchy. I love the lyrics. I love this year in music. <laughs> and now we are going to go into our top performances of the year. We originally had it as our top five, <laughs> but as we were like writing down, we are like, oh shoot, I want to include this. Yeah, for I literally said, no, we need more. <laughs> yeah, so we extended it to top 10 performances of the year. Mine incorporates both TV and movies, yes. a few more movies. But I have as number 10, Laura Dern from Big Little Lies. I love Laura Dern with all my heart, and yes. I hate Renata with all my heart. I love Renata. I know, you do. <laughs> but she's just like that character you love to hate, mm-hmm. in my case. But also hate to love. Those are the best characters, though. Absolutely. So she did a phenomenal job and won an Emmy for it. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I have Michelle Pfeiffer from Mother. Even though she was in the movie for a very short amount of time, which was a very poor decision. <laughs> I thought she did an amazing job as... Woman. E- she was yeah. woman. Woman. That's right. She played, like, the Eve in Adam and Eve, and she was also, like, the perfect villain. You saw her snarkiness and how sly she was around Jennifer Lawrence. Number eight, I have Bill Skarsgård for his performance as Pennywise in It. He is just terrifying to look at. His performance was just so, so scary and so convincing, and you just saw him pour so much energy and all of his talent into this performance and you are terrified watching him number seven i have daniel kalua from get out he is just someone that like you cheer for the entire movie you're freaking out with him you're shocked when you see all that's happening in this movie and i'm so happy that he's most likely going to get an oscar nomination because he definitely deserves it number six i have tiffany haddish from girl's trip we talk about it all the time and say how she is the definition of a scene scene stealer but she's just hilarious she just brings so much light into every scene in that movie but number five i have nicole kidman from big little lies i'm really for the beguile too and killing of a sacred deer she had a phenomenal year this year in both tv and film and in big little lies she just you see that raw emotion and the love she has for her children and her husband despite all this, these negative things happening to her because of her husband. Again, Oscar winner, Oscar winner and Emmy mm-hmm. winner for a reason. Number four, I have Reese Witherspoon for her performance in Big Little Lies. Madeline was just hilarious. I loved all her comebacks that she had 
toward Renata, really anybody in the show that had anything negative to say to her or any one of her friends. And I'm so excited to have them back for a season two. Number three, I have our girl Emma Watson for right. Beauty and the Beast. She is the perfect Belle. She's always been the perfect role model for me in everything that she's done. Number two, I have Saoirse Ronan from Lady Bird. I just, we were talking about how her accent is phenomenal in this film, or her English accent is phenomenal, especially having the, the heaviest Irish accent in the world. And she just, played so well with Laurie Metcalf and her best friend. It's a it's the best reviewed movie in Rotten Tomatoes history and it's definitely because of Sersha's performance in some way. And then number one is Jennifer Lawrence from Mother. I don't even know where to begin mm. with her. I'm so stressed after I watch that movie. I feel for her and everything that she's going through in that movie. It was honestly the performance of her lifetime. Yeah, I agree with a lot of those. Actually, all of those. <laughs> um, yeah, so my number 10 is Reese Witherspoon for Madeline McKenzie. Her comebacks were amazing. She was always on point. She's one of the most inspiring characters. I absolutely love her. Uh, my number nine is actually Alex Garzard from Big Little Lies. We do not love him, <laughs> but he's an, but Alex did an amazing job. I mean, and you could see that he was very much struggling with whatever's going on with him. We still don't like him, but you know, we, we see that he truly does try to care. My number seven is Lena Headey for Game of Thrones. I am a big, huge Cersei fan, and she's finally on the throne, and she did amazing this season, and she's been nominated for several Emmys and Golden Globes in the past. She's ice cold, she has uh, also amazing comebacks. I mean, she does. She is in control, and you just really believe her. <laughs> and so, I feel like if you see her on the street, you'd be very terrified of her. Um, my, absolutely. My number seven is another Skarsgård. Is Bill Skarsgård? He was an amazing Pennywise. Uh, his accent, his accent, his voice, everything he did for that movie was terrifying. Also, another person if I saw on the street, <laughs> I would be very scared. Um, my number six is Emma Watson. You could not have cast a better Belle, no matter what anyone says. She was a great singer. She's a great actress. She looked awesome wearing all of Belle's dresses. It was an experience of a lifetime seeing her walk out of her little cottage and start singing Belle. Uh, my number five is Daniel Kaluuya. I mean, I did not expect him to get an Oscar or any Oscar hype at all, really, besides just, besides just you know, Get Out as a movie and the screenplay. Um, so I'm really excited. And he was amazing. And he is, he is British, so he did a great job with his accent. Uh, my number four is Tiffany Haddish. One of my favorite performances of a lifetime. I mean, she is going to have the best career ever ahead of her because every every movie she's going to be in is going to be hysterical because of her. Uh, my number three is Saoirse Ronan. She, again, her accent was amazing, like you said. And I mean, her coming of age story of, or of Greta Gerwig's, the director of Lady Bird, is just, you just, you can relate to so many different things happening and you just kind of get caught up in those moments reflecting on them. And she just did a great she did the perfect job, and I can't wait for her to win an Oscar. Um, my number two is Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies. I mean, like the parts when she's at therapy, like where you can kind of see her, she's very much struggling with it. She's like, I do want to leave him. He is hurting me, but I can't. And so, and like then going back and hanging out with her friends, you know, we, she, we just see so many sides of this character. You feel so bad for her, and you were rooting for her, and you wanted to push him down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> my number one also uh, in 2017, who would have thought our favorite performance was from Jennifer Lawrence, but mine also is from Jennifer Lawrence for Mother. I mean, that, yeah, watching that movie for the first time was one of the most traumatizing experiences it that's really ever was. happened in <laughs> cinematic history. You, she quite literally has done the most things ever for an actress that I've ever seen. The Kardashian tent that she talked about during the press that she had to go to <laughs> to cool off, you know, you're hearing about it, you're like, whatever, but then you see the movie, you're like, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, uh, 
c- congrats Jennifer Lawrence for making our number one. <laughs> you did that. Yeah. So let's, uh, you want to wrap things up with what is it? Best pictures. Best pictures. All right. We love our version of the Oscars. <laughs> so my number 10, and again, this was so hard to do. Yes. This was really hard to do. But my number 10 is Split mm. with um, James McAvoy. It's such a thriller. Yeah, it's such an amazing movie. Paranormal inducing I don't even know, heart attack inducing (laughs) movie. I just watched it not too long ago again, and it was as amazing the second time through. Number nine is Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot. It was just a really good movie to watch, especially as a woman, and just to see that girl power throughout. I loved it. Number eight is kind of a tie. This one was really hard, but I have The Big Sick. And I also have Baby Driver, so things that start with B. Mm. Um, I didn't know which one to pick. I really enjoyed both of them. I think I, I'll pick The Big Sick more because of the storyline in it, but both were just great stories to tell. Number seven, I have It, which was the big one of the biggest movies of the year. And like we said, Bill Skarsgård was phenomenal as Pennywise. I love the kids. Number six, I have Coco, and it's also a very, like, it's a very feel-good movie. It's It shares the importance of family and traditions and really just learning about other cultures. So I really loved that. Number five, I have His Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. I Even though I get so much anxiety watching that movie, I absolutely love it. And we love Jennifer's performance in it and Michelle and Javier Bardem. They all just did phenomenal. Number four, I have Girls Trip, which is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. It's just the best cast that you could get. Number three is Get Out. Again, I'm so happy that it's generating so much buzz and it deserves it and I can't wait to see what happens with it in the Oscars. Number two, I have Lady Bird with Sersha. Again, it's just a great coming of age story and it just goes by so quickly and I love the dynamic between Sersha and Lori and I think they really just sell this relationship that so many people struggle to have with their parents and really just trying to prove themselves to them. Do you want to save your number one for last? I will. Because I'm sure we'll have a similar one. Absolutely. All right. My number 10 is The Big Sick. Again, um, I'm really happy that it's getting finally some recognition. Mm -hmm. Golden Globes. It was, and it's such a cute comet, romantic comedy, and you wouldn't expect for a rom-com to make it this far, but it did. And I love every second of that. Um, I loved Wonder Woman. I thought Patty Jenkins was an excellent director. And I, like you said, there was a lot of girl power in that movie. And it's the only superhero movie that I care about. So, <laughs> And we also all love Gal Gadot. Or Gal Gadot. My number eight is The Beguiled. Um, I love gothic kind of movies. It's not a, It's just a drama, I guess, is the best category. That's Nicole Collin, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning. I mean, I just love... I love Sofia Coppola, and I thought the timing, the mood, the tone, everything was just so dark and mysterious, and it just worked really well, and also the cast. Uh, my number seven is It. Like you said, one of the biggest movies of the year. I loved it. I saw it a couple of times in theaters. Can't wait for part two. Yeah. My number six is Mother. I I will never have a more traumatizing experience at a movie theater than <laughs> seeing than what happened at Mother. I can't, can't wait for it to come out on DVD. I will watch it multiple times, yes. despite the trauma that it has caused. 
My number five is Coco. I mean, it was the second I heard that Pixar Disney were making a movie about Dia de los Muertos. I was like, well, I'm seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it deserves everything, every all the praise it gets. I mean, the song Remember Me is beautiful. Then all the songs in the movie are great. It teaches like little kids about death in a really interesting way. And again, like you said about culture. My next one is Girls Trip. I also saw, actually, I saw it three times. I did see it three times. And then eight more. <laughs> and then we bought it too. Um, no, I love Girls Trip. It's We love the entire cast. I'm, I wish they got a best ensemble thing. They do deserve yeah. one. Every second of Girls Trip is amazing, whether it's touching or flat out hysterical where you start screaming at th- your screen. My number three is Lady Bird. Um, like you said, it's it's an amazing cast and the plot, the stories that are being told, it's just very relatable. And it's also, it just went by so fast for me. I literally was like, we could do another 45 minutes of this movie and I wouldn't mind. My number two is Get Out. I mean, we heard all the hype about it, went to go see it. I, went, I, 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 I Most of the movies I saw that are on this list, I saw more than once mm-hmm. in theaters. Uh, I saw Get Out a handful of times. We also have it on DVD. I, it, the originality, everything about it, and everyone knows I love horror movies, and the mix with like some subtle comedy and satire, and the overall message of the movie, and the cast is amazing. So great job, SAG Awards. Yeah. And then, what's our number one? Three, two, one. Beauty, Beauty and, and the, the Beast. Beast. There was nothing. I mean, I went to the Thursday night show because with my parents, like we knew we we're like we have to go see this on Thursday night. I couldn't wait a single second, and just watching Emma Watson like I said come out and start singing Belle and then she runs up the hill and starts singing the reprise and then Gaston and Be Our Guest all of the moments couldn't di- Beating the Beast is one of my favorite movies from when I was little and so just seeing it come to life with one of the best casts I've ever seen like Big Little Lies level worthy Seriously. great cast was one of the most like magical experiences I've ever had in a movie theater and I don't think anything will probably top seeing Beating the Beast for the first time oh absolutely I was as wide eyed as the seven year old girl mm-hmm. that was sitting next to me I had I went with my mom we were both having the best time like that's that's my name twin that's my role model emma watson i relate to emma watson in every role she's in i relate to Belle because i love being a book nerd like she is i was Belle for halloween Mm -hmm. like if beauty and the beast wasn't my top movie of the year i would be so fake to my own self yeah you would we would both be very fake to ourselves yeah i would die for beauty and (laughs) (laughs) And i love dan stevens he did great i mean and luke evan i mean the entire cat like 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 we it's just i don't know how it I mean, a 71% isn't that bad, but I don't know how it only has 71% because it was, I mean, they brought it to life perfectly and they added so much to it with all the backstories and kind of like spicing Bella up a little bit more in terms of like feminism and doing her own thing. She's more independent, headstrong. Like they, they added a lot for everyone. It was just one of the best experiences I've ever had in movie theater. So thank you, Disney and Emma Watson. And (laughs) the 100 times that we've watched this movie already. Oh yes. Well, this was great. This was great. I hope 2018 can top this. Well, a lot of things can be better in 2018. True, a lot of things can, but, but maybe not in entertainment. No, but thank you so much, 2017, for a blessed year yes. in entertainment. We we truly appreciate yes, it. Yes, we do. And with that, I feel like we probably have to wrap up our final weekly pop. Oh, no. I know. How many, now I'm going to have to go to real therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the last time in 2017, I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. We'll see you guys next year. Hmm. <laughs>